Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Matt Clark here, research analyst for Money and Markets with uh, your latest Bull and the Bear podcast. Just a reminder, you can listen to the Bull and the Bear on about 20 different podcast syndicators. Those include uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If you want to listen to us uh, as a podcast through your phone or tablet or however you listen to podcasts, make sure you give us a follow. Also, give us a rating on top of that. You can watch the Bull and the Bear podcast on YouTube. Just head over to youtube.com and search for Money and Markets. We'll be the one with the green logo down there in the bottom. You'll be able to see us. Subscribe to our channel. Make sure you press the bell so you're notified every time we release a new video. I've got to thank my, uh, my son, Jeffrey, for reminding me of that. He, he made a mention of that and said, hey, make sure you tell him to click the little bell. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. So whenever you click subscribe, you can be notified. And uh, by subscribing to us either on your favorite podcast uh, channel or on YouTube and get notified, you'll get access to the Bull and the Bear podcast before anyone else, before we post the podcast on moneyandmarkets.com. It also works for any other videos that we do if you're on YouTube, like our marijuana market update or the week ahead. So you kind of become a bit of an insider and that's uh, it's not a bad thing. If you do have a question or a particular stock or sector that you'd like us to look at, make sure you email us at the Bull and Bear at moneyandmarkets.com. That's the Bull and Bear at moneyandmarkets.com. We'd love to do that as well. Now, let me get on with today's podcast. Uh, Today, I want to talk about recent changes with the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, But it's kind of important to know what the Dow really is first. So for one, uh, the Dow Jones Index is the second oldest U.S. index after the Dow Jones Transportation Average. Uh, that, That average actually ranks 20 transport stocks. Currently, the Dow Jones Industrial Average tracks 30 large publicly traded companies on the New York Stock Exchange or on the NASDAQ. Uh, It was created by Charles Dow and his business partner, Edward Jones, back in 1896. Uh, The DJIA originally tracked 12 companies, all of which were industrial. Companies uh, initially tracked included railroads, cotton, gas, sugar, and oil companies. Uh, The reason was that those industrial companies' growth rate was was pretty closely correlated to the performance of the U.S. economy at the time. Um, It's important to remember that as we move on, so just remember to keep that in mind. Now, companies listed on the Dow Jones can always change. They can change at will. Uh, Those changes happen when there's typically economic shifts uh, or a particular company becomes less representative of the overall economy. Also important to remember. That leads us to today. On Monday, S&P Global, which kind of controls uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, they announced a big change in the index. Three companies, including one that's been listed on the index since 1928, are coming off the index and three new companies are being added. ExxonMobil, which trades under on the New York Stock Exchange XOM, drug maker Pfizer Incorporated on the New York Stock Exchange PFE, and aerospace giant Raytheon Technologies, they recently, they recently switched after a merger with United. They trade on the New York Stock Exchange as RTX. They are all being replaced. Those three companies are going to be coming off at the end of the month, uh, and three new companies are going to be coming on. The three companies that are going to be coming on are Salesforce.com. They trade under the New York Stock Exchange on, under CRM. Then you have Amgen, which trades on the NASDAQ as AMGN, and Honeywell International, which trades on the New York Stock Exchange as HON. Now, the companies coming off aren't coming off because they're bad companies. It's important to remember that. They're not, it's not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just that uh, they have become less representative of the economy uh, than the ones they're adding. We'll get to that in a second. Now, the the big reason they're coming off is is one thing and, and one thing only. 
and that's Apple dot, and that's Apple Inc. Uh, and on trades on the Nasdaq under AAPL. Recently, besides hitting a two trillion dollar mark uh, market cap for valuation, uh, Apple announced it was undertaking a four to one stock split. Now, a stock split is when a company elects to take one share and essentially make it four in this case. Um, it doesn't change the overall value of the company or the shares investors currently own. What it does is just increases the number of shares the company offers. So, for example, if you own four shares, uh, uh, if you own one share of Apple, it will now become four. And that value will be divided by the value of the stock will be divided by four. So it keeps the value. It just increases the number of stock that you have. One of the biggest reasons for doing this is to lower the price of the shares. And, and by doing that, you kind of think, well, why would you want to do that? Well, if you think about it right now at a price point of around $500, Apple is pretty expensive. It's not a cheap stock to get into. It's valued okay. It's nothing wrong with valuation, but it, it, it's expensive. It's very difficult for everyday stock traders, everyday investors uh, to, to, to get into it. So what it does is it gets smaller investors more interested in buying the company because splitting the stock lowers the price. Basically what's gonna happen is you're gonna see uh, Apple stock decrease times four. So if it's say for $100, likelihood is, is that that stock would go down to $25 per share because there's more of it, more of the stock available. So starting in September, Apple shares will go to around, from around 500 a share to a little over $100 per share. Again, doesn't change the value of Apple. Apple's still gonna maintain their valuation. It doesn't change the value of any Apple stock that you currently have. But what it does is it's gonna open up the market to allow smaller investors to start getting into Apple if they so choose. Uh, and, and that does a good thing for Apple because it creates additional liquidity um, for the company because they're gonna be able to raise more money by getting more investors excited about buying the stock. In Apple's case, stock splits have done very, very well for them. In June 2014, uh, the company did a seven to one stock split where they basically multiplied their stock by seven uh, and then decreased the value. Uh, it put shares at under $100 and then in a year, those stock, uh, the stock price of Apple jumped 34% and you know where it is now. So in, in six years, it has jumped massively. Uh, now back to the Dow. The Apple stock split impacts the Dow significantly because the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is reflected by price. The price is calculated by basically taking the share price of all 30 companies listed and then dividing it by 30. Uh, there are things like stock splits and other considerations that are factored into that price, but that's basically, that's the buy, that's the long and short of how the Dow's price is figured. So you take all 30 companies, the price of their shares, add that all together, divide it by 30, you've got the Dow Jones Industrial Index. My plus or minus a few other things that are that are that, that may have a small weighting in there as well. So the average it does take out the number of shares outstanding, and that means a company with a higher share price carries more weight than those with a lower share price, um, which is not necessarily uncommon and not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, so by splitting its stock and lowering the price, the Dow's weighting towards the tech sector has massively changed. So you have to think of it now, if you're looking at it just strictly on price, when you take a stock that's, that's priced at $500 a share and that goes down to $100 a share, then if you're a, a, a stock exchange or a stock index that is weighted primarily on price, that changes that dynamic pretty significantly. So it's forced the Dow to make some changes to offset that difference, to offset, to, to make the weighting more equal. And that's why you see like Salesforce.com, uh, biotech company Amgen, uh, added back into the Dow because they are kind of classified as tech stocks. Both companies have a much stronger performance than Exxon, uh, than, than Exxon Mobil, uh, which has dropped about 40% since 2016, and Pfizer, which is down about 19%, both since 2016. 
Salesforce is a software as a service company. Uh, it's grown about 230% since 2016. Amgen is up about 67%. Um, but there may be a bit more to re removing Exxon as well. Um, energy stocks have been underperforming for quite some time now. We all know that. Anyone who's into investing knows that, that energy stocks are, are on, on the low. And especially if you, if you factor in the low price of oil um, and, and other factor, other headwinds like that, energy stocks aren't getting any better. So now remember, I said the Dow can change when there are economic shifts or when a particular company becomes less representative of the overall economy. By removing Exxon, the Dow is now reacting to that negative investor sentiment on oil and gas. Plus, um, you know, someone needed to come off the index to, to adjust its weighting in tech, uh, which has carried the NASDAQ to 30 different highs in the last year. Uh, now, you might think, well, but there's other oil and gas companies like Chevron that are on the Dow. Why weren't they eliminated? That's a good question. Um, analysts have noted that, that Chevron is in a much better financial position than Exxon um, in terms of better free cash flow, uh, better earnings, better overall balance sheet. Um, it, it's just in a better financial position right now than Exxon. Exxon is aiming more towards refining and chemicals than it does than it is strictly in oil. And, and Chevron gives the index much better exposure to oil because uh, you know, also on the Dow is the chemical giant Dow Incorporated. Uh, and that's already listed. And so that kind of made Exxon an obvious choice by S&P Global to say, yeah, we need to get rid of someone. Exxon's going to do it. As for Pfizer and Raytheon, both have been underperforming, especially when you compare them to both Honeywell and Amgen, the two companies that are going to be replacing them. So while index changes are significant, they aren't done out of left field. There is method to the madness. There, there is a rationale behind why it's done. In terms of what this means for, for you and I as investors, not a whole lot. It doesn't, it doesn't mean a terrible amount. Um, both, all three companies coming off the Dow have experienced price drops since Monday's announcement. And the three companies that are going on are, of course, experiencing price upticks. Um, so that's only a factor if you are investing or thinking of investing in any of those six companies, whether you're investing in the three coming off, Exxon, Raytheon, uh, or Pfizer, or the three coming on, uh, Salesforce, Honeywell, or Amgen. Uh, now, remember, the Dow is an index, it's not a stock. So you can't buy into it directly. So in terms of investing in the Dow, you really can't. Um, the only way you can do it is by using exchange-traded funds that specifically track the index. Uh, some of those include the SPDR Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, ETF, which trades under DIA, ProShares Ultra Dow 30, which is DDM, uh, or ProShares Ultra Pro Dow 30, which is UDOW. Uh, those are just three of many that, that track uh, the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. There may be an impact there in terms of, 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 of the pricing of that because they work pretty well in correlation with the Dow Jones Industrial Average. But because the Dow is making these changes, the hope is it's going to kind of balance out and not make a whole, a huge impact uh, on the index overall. So really, those ETFs probably aren't going to see a huge fluctuation. Uh, there may be a little bit, whether it ticks up or down, depending on the initial performance of the three companies coming on uh, at the first of September. Um, but it's eventually going to level itself out. So you have to have an understanding of what your expectations are before you just decide to invest in one of the ETFs I told you about, or maybe another one that you're interested in in terms of the Dow. As for Apple, I expect investors are going to embrace the latest stock split just like they have in the past. Uh, smaller investors are going to find it more advantageous to buy Apple stock. It's a stock that is clearly on the rise. It is a, a high growth stock. It's got good momentum. 
Uh, its value is fairly solid in terms of the rest of the market. Um, so I can see if you bought into Apple under a cheaper price, uh, you're probably going to experience gains uh, in, in the future. Plus it's great news for Apple because they're gonna be seeing a new infusion of capital via the stock market. Uh, so that, that's really uh, about all I have on that. It, it's an interesting dynamic. It's a big headline. But in terms of what it specifically means to investors, I don't see it making a huge impact outside of just how the Dow is structured. Um, just, again, be careful. Do your research. If you plan on doing uh, getting into an ETF that tracks the Dow, I would wait till after uh, the, uh, the, the change is uh, initiated before you, you decide to get into those ETFs. Uh, just because, you know, getting in now, you're probably going to see a bit of a fluctuation uh, at the first of the month, and then things are going to start to balance out probably a week or so after it happens. Um, so that's about all I have on, on the Dow's changes. Um, make sure you check out our YouTube channel. Just head over to youtube.com and search for Money and Markets. We've got the green logo there. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel. And uh, there should be, a, I think there's a bell that pops up that you, allows you to get notified every time we put out a new video. That's good um, because if you want to listen to, say, the Bull and the Bear, you want to watch the Bull and the Bear video, or you want to watch our Marijuana Market Update, which we put out every week, or the week ahead, or any other videos that we do, you'll be notified first, and you'll be able to see those before we actually put them up on our website, moneyandmarkets.com. So that's, that's great. If you're listening to the Bull and the Bear as a podcast, you can do the exact same thing. You can pick out your favorite, favorite podcast syndicator, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're, we're in the process of getting onto Amazon, which is great. Uh, subscribe and get notified. And the same thing applies. Uh, you know, the, we usually put things up a day before uh, it comes out on moneymarkets.com. So you kind of get a little bit of insider, uh, insider bits. So uh, you'll be able to, if you have to, if there's some action you want to take based on what we, what we discuss, you can do that a little bit more immediately. So just subscribe uh, and get notified. And uh, that'd be great. Leave us a review, leave us a comment as well. Maybe there's a sector or a stock you'd like us to talk about uh, or anything like that. We love to see your feedback. We love to see your comments. I know it's, it's, it's generated a ton of comments on our marijuana market update, which is great. Uh, been able to generate a lot of, talk about a lot of different marijuana cannabis related stocks uh, because you guys are telling me what you want, what you want to hear about. So that, that's great. Keep that coming. Uh, if you have a question or anything like that, a particular stock you want us to talk about and you don't want to put it in the comments, email us, thebullandbear at moneyandmarkets.com. So that's thebullandbear at moneyandmarkets.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Coming up on Friday uh, for this weekend's podcast, Bull and the Bear podcast, Money Markets Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell uh, will join me. We'll uh, talk about a couple stocks and let you know whether they're ones to buy or ones to stay away from. Uh, so make sure you are, uh, you are ready for that. That will be coming out uh, on Friday on YouTube and on our podcast indicators and over the weekend on moneyandmarkets.com. Until then, this is Money and Markets Research Analyst and Bull and the Bear podcast host, Matt Clark, uh, hoping that you have safe trading. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you.